0: Good morning, and welcome to the internet's only live daily housing show exclusively here on BAM. The hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. On today's hot sheet, I will discuss a $100 billion wealth migration, state tax revenue, and a new core PC inflation report. Today is Friday, June 30th, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts Now. I would be thrilled here on the last day of quarter two, the last day of the first half of the year. If you could just simply hit that thumbs up button and consider sharing this with someone who cares about the last 24 hours in all things housing as we go into this 4th of July weekend. little update because the market is closed on Tuesday, no hot sheet and also no hot sheet on Monday. So I'm not going to see you again until Wednesday. But let's get right into this report that I have. Uh, which is a $100 billion wealth migration tilting U.S. economy's center of gravity to the south. Okay, some 2.2 million people moved to the southeast in just over two years. That is roughly the population of Houston. You just took Houston and you moved it to the southeast, but it didn't come from Houston, okay? It mostly came from other areas, okay? Uh, the numbers tell the story here. This is according to Bloomberg. For the first time, six fast-growing states in the South. That would be both the Carolinas, Florida, Texas, Georgia, and Tennessee. I got it right, right? There's six. For the first time, those six states are contributing more to the national GDP than the Northeast with its Washington, New York, Boston corridor. Uh, This is going back into the 1990s with government figures. The switch happened during the pandemic, and it shows absolutely no signs of reverting. What's up, Las Vegas? What's going on, Atlanta? Atlanta would be one of those areas benefiting from this switch that I'm talking about. Happy Independence Day. By the way, use coupon code USA to get BAMX. The lowest price we've ever offered, 15% off. That only goes through July 4th, so this will be the last time we get to shout that out. Okay, so a flood of transplants helped steer about $100 billion in new income to the Southeast in 2020 and 2021 alone, while the Northeast bled out about $60 billion. Now, uh, I didn't contribute a lot to this figure, but I was one of those, uh, one of those folks who took my primary residency to the state from the state I'm sitting in right here, Connecticut. By the way, Connecticut, if you're listening, I'm only here for for 2 months so I'm not here over 6 months so don't try to come don't try to come at me CT for those uh state income taxes but I left Connecticut during 2020 and declared residency in Florida switched everything schools doctor everything became a full-time resident of the state of Florida so I was part of that 60 billion, a very, very teeny itsy bitsy bitsy speck of that 60 billion that bled out from the northeast and a hundred billion steered down to the southeast. The southeast accounted for more than two-thirds of all job growth, just the southeast across the US since 2020. You see factory, you know, uh Tesla factory, electric car factories, battery factories being built in the southeast specifically. Okay, so almost doubling its pre-pandemic share in just a couple of years, and it was home to 10 of the 15 fastest-growing American large cities. Today is a day I've got a whole bunch of downloads for you. Of course, all of the daily downloads in Hot Sheet are now in BMX. That's the only place to get them. You've got to get them in BMX. We have 15% off if you use the coupon code USA. Not only do you get my daily downloads, but you get all of our courses all of our live streams and the private group. And the biggest reason to get into Bamax today is not the 15% coupon code USA, which ends July 4th, but it's because you're being charged a fraction of the cost. Legacy media companies have been overcharging you for content that should be free on YouTube like this. We take this stuff to the next level on Bamax where we actually show you how to do things. And, we charge you a fraction of the cost. We think legacy real estate media companies have been ripping off the housing industry for years. BAM is here to fix it. And uh, let's see what migration patterns have done to fix the Southeast. Okay. US economic power on the rise. And this will show you the Northeast uh, and the trend here in just a couple of years. I mean, look at this reversal. Now, to be fair, if we look at say about 2016 until the pandemic, the gap started to shrink, right? The the gap was, there was already momentum before 2020 that was starting to shift out of the Northeast and into the Southeast. And then 2020 happened. And like a light switch, people made decisions to make that move. They've been thinking about Florida, Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, and the Carolinas shot straight up during those years and the northeast shot straight down this is for share of gdp on this chart okay Uh, let's take another look at another way to look at this sunbelt leads largest population growth in the u.s net domestic migration cumulative change from april 1st 2020 to july 1st 2022 Uh, the largest population growth areas would be drawing a circle around Charleston, drawing a circle around Orlando and drawing a circle around Austin, Dallas, Houston. You can see where uh, migration has been lost. That would be certainly out west in California, uh, certainly surrounding Chicago. Uh, and then you've got some some of this deep red purple color which is showing uh, migration lost in that you know New York, Long Island, uh, Southern Connecticut, northern New Jersey area, and even even uh, a lot of New York there experiencing, experiencing net migration out. To be fair, Louisiana, uh, one of the states in the south that has also experienced a net population migration out, according to the U.S. Census Bureau Economic Innovation Group. Innovation. All right. Here's uh, where are some of the cities that have generated uh, the most inbound billions of adjusted gross income for tax filers moving from other states: Miami, Florida, the biggest winner, of course, uh, up close to twenty billion; Dallas, Texas, at about six billion; Charleston, over four, close to five billion; and Jacksonville, over two billion. Billions flying into these U.S. Southern cities, large U.S. cities have seen billions flow out. That would be New York City, Um, negative over 60 billion. Chicago in the uh, negative 20 plus billion range. Los Angeles, almost negative 15 billion. And then Washington, D.C., negative 8 billion. I don't think D.C. is going to be hurting from that. Just my guess. Okay, so those are some other ways to look at that. All of those are down below for you. In the daily download. Now, if you're in one of the cities, let's 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 flip the coin here, okay? New York, Chicago, LA, Washington. Um, don't hide from this data. If you're a real estate agent or an advisor, I'd use this type of information in a headline and explain maybe why, from your perspective, why this isn't that bad, or if you think it is a bad issue, why it is bad explain some of the benefits that you get in those areas despite the migration out maybe some of the migration out is helping uh, affordability like list what the benefits or some of you know some of the collateral damage is in those areas don't hide from what everybody knows is happening which is an acceleration of people voting with their feet and moving to the Southeast and moving to these areas. Everybody knows it's happening. So don't hide from it if you happen to be in one of those other areas. Okay. Uh, the U S four dominant high growth regions are in the South Florida, South Atlantic, East Texas, the Southern triangle. And you can see here, domestic migration is the main driver. So that's migration within the U S moving to these areas. Areas Okay, Florida being uh, the clear winner of all states. Uh, We've talked about that in the past and uh, on this dominant high growth region as well. Um, So just fascinating here. To me, the biggest fascinating number was the the shift. I didn't realize this. Obviously, I know that the migration pattern and all of that, uh, but I didn't realize the shift in contribution to the GDP, Southeast now beating the Northeast. That's a fascinating uh, number to me. It's something that I would not have even given the date of the last few years. I would not have guessed that that is the case. All those charts again are down below for you in the daily download. And let's shift over now to um, another report from from the from Bloomberg okay so this is talking about state income tax obviously if people are voting with their feet and moving into the southeast migrating there that you're going to have an impact on state income tax okay so california and new york led declines in revenue you know states don't make money right states here in america will tax their residents and that's their revenue and if they don't have residents to tax or they have less residents to tax, they will have a drop in revenue. That's what's happened in California and New York. As we just saw in the previous chart uh, with migration out, there are now leading declines in revenue losses so far this year. Texas and Florida keep growing their coffers Okay, during this population influx. Okay, uh, They lead the article here by saying California governor Gavin, Gavin Newsom for years had an enviable problem his state was awash in cash right there's a uh, California's got the 7th largest GDP in the world right there's 180 something countries California's the 7th lar- largest GDP so you can match them up against countries and they're dominant with their GDP so very enviable position. His state was awash in cash, thanks to the booming tech industry and federal money during the pandemic. California was spending record amounts and still ran a surplus, almost a hundred billion a year. Amazing. That's when Newsom, a rising star uh, in the in the Democratic Party, sent checks of up to one thousand fifty dollars to millions of residences, and the LA Times and an editorial declared him the luckiest governor in state history because of this surplus in cash. We know all the great tech companies that have HQ'd in California, specifically in San Francisco, which we've talked a lot about on the streams. Now, following the tech bust, which has happened in the last 18 months and the end of COVID funding, the surplus has been replaced with a $32 billion deficit like that, forcing lawmakers to trim the state's lofty climate change program, delay funding and increase internal borrowing um the problem is exacerbated in places like San Francisco where they're faced with a 780 million dollar deficit we've we've covered that here so all of a sudden as you know residents have have shown this two year trend of leaving there has been an impact on revenue despite the fact that many californians would say no it's, everything's fine you know we we still don't have a lot of inventory this will, this will, this lost $32 billion deficit will have issues, right? Whether they're infrastructure issues, being able to invest back into the communities, being able to invest back into education, all these things, you know, will have an issue. You can only borrow for so long on some of these problems. Uh, So California is not alone in this. If we take a look here, New York, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Uh, are also among the states that have seen state tax revenue growth. um, I'm sorry, state tax revenues decline, right? While other areas like Florida and Texas and the Carolinas and Tennessee, North Carolina specifically, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon has seen growth. Um, South Dakota has seen growth. Maine has seen uh, state tax revenue growth. Many states have, interestingly enough, seen uh, tax revenue grow. California is, and it depends on, let me go back to that. It depends on how they were set up. So think about, think about Florida uh, for, for just a second. Florida has that migration coming in. Okay. But they don't have state income tax. So how is their tax revenue growing? Well, they've got more people living there than ever before. And they have a, a sales tax, a pretty high sales tax, I would say and then they've got a, a state that is obviously one of the most desirable states for tourism so the more tourism that comes in the more residents that come in the more people are spending inside of that state and the more they continue to collect on that sales tax so they have a model where they don't take from people's personal income they leave that to the federal government and they make you know they they set up a state where they're going to attract a lot of people spending a lot of money and they and they get that sales tax. Now Texas has an extremely high. Uh, now they don't have a sales t- or a personal income tax either, but they have extremely high uh, real estate tax. So they've got that. They've got the sales tax, and and they've got a migration going up. Okay, um, a lot of depending on how the states are set up, you can see the states that did not have tax revenue growth that have really high um, state income taxes. New York. Connecticut, uh, Jersey, California, Illinois, these States with high, high state income tax are seeing tax revenues decline. Interesting. You, you know, you would think, Hey, they're durable, they're you know, to tax income where these other States are not, but yet they're seeing tax revenue decline. Interesting strategies to compare, Uh, versus the states there. California eyes a decline in key tax. The state is expecting revenue from taxing investment gains to drop. Well, you can't tax investment gains if some of the wealthiest residents, like we just covered, are moving out of your state. And you see the decline here and the projected decline in tax revenue off of investment going into 2025. Uh, Albeit U.S state rainy day funds have surged a lot of this has to do with the money uh that we've printed during the pandemic uh rainy day all these states got money from every state got money from the federal government ended up in the rainy day fund because oops we didn't really need all that money so it's just kind of sitting there so a lot of states rainy day funds are doing quite well uh upwards of over 160 billion dollars reserves That are expected to help states weather a potential economic downturn so they may be tapping into that money now here in the next couple years the fed printed the money and now they're going to obviously try to get that money off the streets they're working very hard to do that and we do have an update on exactly what the uh fed might be thinking right now dawn says if texas was a country would be the ninth largest economy in the world And uh, again, California would be the seventh. So absolutely, California and Texas are, uh, when you're talking about global economics and global finance, uh, Texas, California, Florida should be in the conversation just based off of the sizes of those economies. Okay. Uh, The uh, Fed has a key Fed inflation number that just came out today. And it shows that prices rose just 0.3% in May. Inflation pressures eased slightly in May. This is great. We cannot see a report right now, can't afford a report where inflation goes shooting back up. That's going to make investors very nervous. It's going it's to create fear for the Fed. The Fed does not want to see a reversal on inflation. They want to see continued, even if it's a slow bleed, they want to see continued downward trend of inflation. And this core PCE number, is one of the numbers that they look at the closest, okay? So according to the Commerce Department, just this morning at 8.30 a.m., the Personal Consumption Indi- uh, Expenditures Price Index, a number closely watched by the Federal Reserve, increased 0.3% for the month when excluding food and energy, okay, a number that was in line with the Dow Jones estimate. So meeting expectations is good in this environment right now. Above expectations is bad. We met expectations there. So-called core PCE increased 4.6% from a year ago which was 0.1 percentage points less than expected so core PCE actually a little less than expected very good in april the index rose 0.4% for the month and 4.7% from a year ago so you can see there um, you know we're, we only rose 0.1% as opposed to 0.4% year over year 4.6 now to 4 instead of 4.7 so really good um, when including uh, volatile food and energy components, inflation was considerably softer, up just 0.1 percent on the month and 3.8 percent from a year ago. Even better, those were down respectively from 0.4 and 4.3 uh, percent increases for April. So everything looking per plan, slowly trickling down here on these inflation numbers. While inflation pulled back a bit, spending rose just 0.1 percent for the month, below the 0.2 percent estimate. So spending coming in softer than expectations. Good. Sharp drop from the 0.6 increase in April. That deceleration came even though personal income accelerated 0.4% ahead of the 0.3% estimate. So personal income going up, uh, but these these key inflation numbers coming down. Uh, Traders, before the news came out, had priced in an 87% chance that in July the FOMC will actually do a quarter point uh, increase on the federal interest rate. And those odds were little unchanged following this data. So still the expectation is that July 25th, July 26th, the Fed will increase uh, the federal interest rate. A lot of data and information certainly to uh, potentially impact that decision over the next 25 days here as we go into the 4th of July and into quarter three, 2023. This would be your last chance to grab BAMX at the lowest price we've ever offered. It's 15% off using coupon code USA. Stop getting ripped off by Legacy Media for information that you can get for free on YouTube like places here, BAM, and actually pay for something that shows you how to do the things you want to become a better agent, to become a better marketer. That all lives inside of BAMX, as well as the Hot Sheets daily downloads. Uh, use coupon code USA on the annual subscription to get 15% off. Uh, you're going to be blown away, not only at the value, but at the cost that we're providing for the value. We believe you've been getting ripped off for far too long. And BAM is here to change that. We have little change here in the 10-year so far. We're at 3 eight. 4 or 5 so the 10 year continues to be elevated up over 38 um if we just take a look here at what that did to the 30 year yesterday as i predicted with a uh, over 38 10 year we did crack over 7% we had a 0.13% increase in one day according to mortgage news daily survey on the 30 year fixed that 7.04 will probably go into this weekend here according to mortgage news daily Up over 7%. The Freddie Mac 30 year fixed weekly also increased from 667 to 671. Not great news there on the 10 year or the 30 year. We'll see what happens next week when we come out of the holiday. There will be no hot sheet on Monday or on Tuesday. I will miss you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and I will be back on Wednesday. Until then, hope everybody has a very safe and happy, healthy, fourth of july weekend spend some time with your family and until wednesday have a great one toodle